There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. Previously on Dangerous Times at Chill Haven High. Tragic news on this, the first day of school in Chill Haven as a local teen has been found dead under what authorities are describing as mysterious circumstances. Did you hear about Allison Massey? I don't know who that is. Yeah, they found her at her house with all of her bones missing. And you look down uh, and see that you have just stepped on and crushed the skull of a cat skeleton. So sleeping is difficult because I don't blink. But I got really scared by this loud, loud noise that he created and like accidentally throw something with my brain if I get scared. Angela, uh, I didn't even know you were back in town. I haven't seen you in like 10 years, so since kindergarten, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely been a while. Penny like goes to give a little half wave at um, Angela, but she's already turned back around by this time, so just a sad moment. Saber takes a seat next to you, Penny. If you want, I'm having a party at my place Friday night. You're more than welcome to swing by. Okay, okay. Then you hear from the back seat of your Mustang convertible, the yowling, the three-legged cat. And you look up into your rearview mirror and you see the three-legged cat standing in your back seat, screeching at you. Angela screams and turns around, which causes her to like swerve a little bit. <laughs> You look down at the cat as you're sort of like getting your bearings and kind of shaking off the accident. And you see that the cat is not moving and its body has sort of like come apart at the middle and you see a little metallic robotic limbs, like tentacle limbs just sort of hanging limply out of it. Ooh. And then before your eyes, that little robotic thing pulls itself the rest of the way out of the cat corpse and leaps at your face. What the fuck? Okay. Um, so I want to grab it and just try to get it off of me again. Okay. Oh, no. I'm going to fucking tase it. Yeah. Ooh. So I want to tase it. Roll a kick some ass. Okay. <laughs> Seven. That's a mixed success. Jesus Christ. Okay. So it, the taser's in my very tiny white fashion backpack. <laughs> I always carry it on me. All right. So this thing jumps at you. And it's sort of like facehugger, like alien facehugger style, sort of like latching onto your face. Mm -hmm. It's a smallish robot about the size of the cat that it was in, but it's got like all of these like tentacly phalanges, telescoping metallic limbs coming off of it. Yeah. The tips of which are incredibly sharp. 
And as you're fishing in your bag, trying to pull out your taser, it gets a couple of these things into you and you feel them like sink into your flesh. And it almost feels like it's sort of like searching around and trying to pull itself in. So you take two more harm. However, as soon as you get that taser out and lay the vaults on this thing, that searching and, and penetrating that it's doing stops and it falls off you and collapses down dead. Sweet. So I have three harm. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. So I'm not in good shape? Nope. <laughs> you got some holes in you. Yeah, I do. Angela's pretty shaken up, but she grabs that robot mm-hmm. thingamajig and puts it in her tiny backpack because she sees that the person in the other car is coming over mm-hmm. to see if she's okay. So she puts that in her backpack really quick and zips it up and then opens the car door. Okay, cool. I feel like if this was in the Vampire Diaries... Angela would just open her car. The person would be like, you wouldn't even see them. They'd be like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And then Angela would just collapse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that what you want to do? <laughs> sure. Okay. Zeke, as you are walking home from school, you walk past the scene of a fender bender. You see a blue Shelby Cobra Mustang convertible with 90% of a Toyota Prius sticking out of it. <laughs> and you see an ambulance pulling away right as you're walking up. So I see the ambulance driving away, and I'm like, uh, that car looks familiar. <laughs> uh, I think I need to get to the hospital. So this isn't a huge town, so I'd say that you can hoof it to the hospital with no problem. I think by the time you get there, uh, Angela's already been admitted and everything. I'm s- super drugged up. Yeah, I mean, you you got pretty beat up. You got some big puncture wounds. Some some flesh wounds. I think you definitely bruised a couple of ribs. I go into the front desk and I say, uh, yeah, was there anyone here in a car accident, probably like live streaming their entire hospital experience? The nurse says, um, yeah, I um, I know the girl you're talking about. Are you immediate? Are you immediate family? Uh, she's my cousin. That's close enough, honey. She's right down in uh, 3A, down the hall to the left. Okay, thank you. So, t- um... I need you to role play Angela Atticus Jr.'s painkiller Instagram live stream. Okay, guys. Hi. At the hospital. Don't worry. I'm like, okay. I have a lot of Vicodin in my system, but like somebody hit my car. (laughs) I mean, like maybe there was a robot on my phone. Space, but like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But I'll update you all if you want to like send me presents. I'm at Chillery Hyven Creek Hospital. It's like <laughs> at this address. I'm, like just ask for me, Angela Atticus Jr. Um, I really like flowers, and I'm like super vegan, so <laughs> just send me some treats all right bye but i like left it rolling for a little bit and i'm just like kind of like looking at myself like touching my face and everything my hair is a little bit crazy i'm like applying like lip gloss and stuff and then i like i think i see zeke come in and i just like kind of put my phone down well zeke how much of that did you hear definitely definitely the end of it about I think I just hear like her telling her followers to send her presents and I've entered the room. <laughs> okay, cool. Ange. Hi, Zeke. What? Hi. Uh, 
what what happened to you? Well, like I was driving. Sorry, I'm like on a little bit of painkillers right now, but I feel really good. From the hospital or were those yours? No, like from the hospital. I just okay. had a couple holes in me and stuff, but I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh-huh. So were you, what happened? Were you like live streaming while driving again? I wasn't, I swear. Like I was driving and I was just listening to the news and uh, it was like the strangest thing. So I know this sounds crazy and I might be making this up because of my cloud of judgment right now, but like I saw the weirdest thing last night. It was this three-legged cat and it was like screaming outside of my window and I wanted it just to shut up and like forgot about it. And then I thought I stepped on it this morning when I went into my car. I don't know. I think something killed it last night, but then when I was driving in my car, it lunged at me. And there was like a little robot inside of it. And I know this sounds weird and like, like I'm so drugged up, but grab my backpack on the floor. There's something in it. Like you need to see it. All right. I, uh, Zeke picks up her backpack and he looks inside. Yeah. You find, uh, you find the little, um, robot in there. Like probably now that's outside of the cat, probably a little bit smaller than cat size. Maybe like the, the, the body piece is like kind of guinea pig sized. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clean metal. There, there aren't, you don't see any welds. You don't see any like wires or vacuum tubes or anything sticking out of it. It's just like a, this round, like metal kind of like thorax or egg um, with about a dozen of these metal sort of like telescoping flanges or whatever sticking out of it or tentacles that all kind of terminate in a very, very, very sharp point. But right now it's it's hanging limp in your hand. What the shit? What is this? This was this was a cat? It was inside of it. Listen, I don't know. It was inside of a cat. It was inside. It lunged at me and it like punctured. Do you see my neck? Do you see these oh my things God. on my neck? That's what it did to me. Jesus Christ. Listen, I know this sounds crazy, but I like where the fuck would I even get this? Like No, I I I mean you have you have it. I believe you. You don't have to you don't have to sell it to me. I'm holding it. You need to just take it home and like do whatever your fucking mad scientist shit or whatever. Okay. So. Yeah. No, I was gonna ask. If, I mean, I well, I wasn't gonna ask. I was going to take it home. Uh, but thank you for permission. <laughs> did you like yeah. bring me something though? Oh. Uh. Yeah. Totally. Uh. One second. Uh. And Zeke fiddles around in his bag and he pulls out uh, a different orb. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, um, no. Uh-huh. So this one was meant for Tim. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, but I want to use my, can I use my engineering move to quickly fix a complicated gadget to change the the picture in the text? Yeah. So do you roll for that or do you just do it? I do roll for that. I roll for sharp. I rolled a six. So it says on a miss. Plus sharp or total? Oh, I'm sorry. I rolled a seven total. Okay. So that's, so that's a mixed success then. It says, okay. So it says on a seven to nine, you need more time to study it, choose to fix it now with unknown side effects or take more time. I am going to fix it now with unknown side effects. <laughs> uh, Angela grabs her phone, like fidgets with it and is like kind of recording you fucking with this present for me. So what I want it to do is I want to change it to say get well soon with just like a big smiley face emoticon uh, mm-hmm. and it's playing the you had a bad day song. 
And what was it supposed to do for Tim? Uh, it was supposed to say, uh, sorry, I called you dork with a picture of us <laughs> hugging and it was going to play mm, Sorry by Justin Bieber. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so it plays the You Had a Bad Day song just like you wanted. The banner, though, just now says uh, Sorry Dork. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of the smiley face emoji or the picture from your Facebook that you wanted it to have, tell me what the most embarrassing photo it could have selected from your camera roll to display instead was. Oh, it's um, it's my uh, Sailor Uranus cosplay that no one knows about but me. And I, uh, Angela is just like live streaming all this per usual, and she says, "Oh my God, I love Sailor Moon. Thank you." <laughs> Wait, are you still like, live streaming? And then I take it and I smash <laughs> it on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I'm a. I gotta go home. Bye. Uh, I'm. Yeah, I truck it home. I walk in the door and I say, uh, I'm home, Sophia. Welcome home, Zeke. Thank you. Uh, is dad home? No, he is at work. Filming ran late. Okay. Uh, uh, did he leave a message would for you me? Like some dinner? Uh, I would. Yes, thank you. Would you like hot dog <laughs> for dinner? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, hot dog's fine. Would you like sandwich what for dinner no i want a hot dog <laughs> wonderful are you offering me another option i said hot dog was fine would you like chicago dog <laughs> yes i want Seattle dog. Okay. chicago dog is fine sophia you know what cancel dinner dog. cancel dinner cancel dinner I'll, I'll deal with this later you really should eat dinner zeke it's fine sophia i'll eat dinner on my own your bones are growing. Yeah, I know my bones. My bones are growing. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Sophia. I'm gonna back. go up to my room. <laughs> Sophia, will you uh, start 3D printing another hoverboard base? View, 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 view. That's the hoverboard printer. Great, thank you. So I go up to my room. And uh, I take the thing out of my backpack, and I have like a um, a, a lab table. I don't know. Sure, sure, a, sure. Science table. Yeah, yeah. I have a big old. I have a science examination table, and I lay this thing out, and uh, I say, uh, "Sophia." Hello, Zeke. What can you tell me about this thing on my table? So Sophia says, "Scanning object." And you see, like, the, like the the green lasers kind of like sweep over it. Yeah. And then there's now a um, green holographic representation of the robotic creature floating in the air and sort of rotating. And it's got like the grid pattern on it, you know. Vector graphics. Yeah, you see it come apart and its uh, its shell is now floating out separately and the legs are now floating out separately. And you see the like the circuit boards and the batteries and stuff inside of it. And Sophia says, um, This object appears to be a small robot. Okay, uh, Sophia. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> thank, thank you, Sophia. Can you elaborate, please? I was not able to identify any known robots matching this design. However, I was able to identify the manufacturer. And she, you see, like the the main like motherboard circuit board for a minute, 
and uh, it flips over and like Sophia zooms in and the hologram zooms in on like a little serial number at the bottom of the like the motherboard. And you see like an MS-DOS looking ass search browser window open up and like a bunch of different numbers rifling down. And then that number gets highlighted from that list again and gets zoomed in on. And yeah. then you see that that trademark is registered too. The Indigo Corporation. I fucking knew it. I'm well, that sorry. Narrows it you down. just sat up in your hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Well, that narrows it down. They're responsible for all of the tech in this town that isn't mine. Sophia says, This model seems to be the product of an incomplete design. Sophia, what is this model made for? According to the patent registration, this model is an aftermarket plug-in for a children's toy. Child's toy? However, this object appears to be merely a faulty prototype. And you, you see, like, some more scanning and flipping. This object was manufactured without any identifiable power source. Plus, this one is broken. <laughs> yeah, it's a little dead. Can we fix it? One would need to integrate an external power supply. Oh, plus, it appears that a concentrated electrical charge has overloaded all circuitry in the object. So it's going to need a complete overhaul. Essentially, it is now a paperweight. <laughs> Sophia, can you find any hard encrypted files in its system? Something, something whoever programmed it doesn't want us to see? Searching. The object's memory was badly corrupted by the electrical charge. One moment, please. One moment, please. Ding! Zeke, your hot dog is ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just keep trying to uncorrupt the files while I walk down there and keep talking to me, because you are through the whole house. I was able to piece this together from the object's corrupted files. It appears to be some kind of internal audio recording. And she plays an audio file for you over the house loudspeaker. That sounds, it hurts to hear in a way totally separate and utterly different from the way your fucked up device from the cafeteria hurt to hear. It's sort of like dissonant in a way that you've never heard before. It's a, a cacophony of inhuman whispers and mutterings in a language and manner of speech that you've never heard before in your life. There's a character to it that is utterly non-mechanical and also utterly inhuman. The closest thing you can compare it to, your dad is sort of a cryptozoologist. I feel like he's got like a finger in the sort of parascience kind of world. Mm -hmm. It sounds like EVP, but it sounds like the most concentrated and demonic EVP you've ever heard in your entire life. Ah, turn it off. Turn it off. Sophia, turn it off. Hot dog cooker deactivated. No, the sound. Turn this sound off. <laughs> The sound turns off. Give me my hot dog. Voila! Hold apple tea. Sophia, save all these files, catalog all these notes. I want to show this to Dad whenever I see him next, I guess. Penny. Yes. So we're, it's that evening, mm -hmm. uh, the night after the first day of school. You are uh, lying in bed, trying to sleep, presumably. Mm -hmm. You said that was difficult for you since your eyes don't close. And... When you finally are able to snatch a few moments of REM sleep, mm -hmm. you're tormented by dreams. And this one feels prophetic to you, even though it's it's kind of foggy and unclear. 
And the haze is in this case kind of literal because you dream that you are in the high school boys locker room Uh and the air is filled with this prodigious steam coming off of the showers. You can hear, it sounds like every shower is running. And in that dream sense, like, you know, you have a sense that you're not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's the boys locker room, but you're also sort of propelled inexorably forward. You feel the wet, like condensation on the tiled floor as your bare feet slap onto it. And you, you, you find yourself before the shower room. Every single shower head is on and the steam is billowing up off the ground. You can't really see what's happening. You just see limbs. You see a few sort of blurred faces and then just limbs, just tortured arms and legs reaching up out of the steam like a ball of human flesh was congregated somewhere in the middle, somewhere just out of sight and its limbs were kind of reaching out towards you. And you recognize one or two faces finally of people from the varsity football team. And you hear their screams in your head, but the screams don't belong to them. They're different. They're demonic and mechanical. And then you wake up. Dum dum. Do 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 do. do. <laughs> you feel the temperature in the room drop precipitously. You like just like like you're outside in the middle of winter now. It's so freezing cold Mm -hmm. and you feel the hairs on your neck kind of going up like there's someone watching you. Okay, Penny is going to like sit up, untie the T-shirt and just kind of look around the room. And she sees that the thermostat is like normally set. So she's going to walk over to the window and see if anything's going on out there. You don't see anything going on out the window you do see uh reflected in the glass of the window standing behind you on the opposite side of the room kind of like right by the wall a spectral figure it's clearly a person but it's sort of like diffuse and translucent you know like a like a bluish ghost like you see on a tv show Mm -hmm. and it is the spectral form of saber muto Shit. Okay, I'm going to um, turn around and scream. And as I scream, my like record player, like I've been listening to music this whole time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, what was what was playing? Oh, it's still Creep by Radiohead. <laughs> of course. Oh, got it, Always. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, yeah. just got one 12 inch, like one single. That's... Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. My My brain just like it flies off the table that it's sitting on. And then I slowly approach said figure. The spectral presence in the form of Saber doesn't say anything to you. She doesn't really give any indication that she knows that you're there. She's sort of just like staring past you. Okay, I'm going to attempt to communicate with her. Saber? When you say her name, her eyes lock with yours. Are you okay? She kind of opens her mouth and like thinks for a little bit and she says, um... No, I think I'm dead. You look dead. You don't look great either. (laughs) That's fair. I'm sorry. I'm just stressed out because I'm dead. No, I get it. I get it. Um, do you, do you remember what happened? I don't really know. I, I was at the skate park working on grind. Mm Mm-hmm. Kickflip? Yes. Ollie? (laughs) 
Name all sure. skateboarding terms, you know. R- rail, move. <laughs> 360 no-scope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there were all these animals around me, like raccoons and shit. And then they were on me. And then I was here. You didn't choose to come here? You just showed up here? No, I don't really know how. I haven't. I don't think I've been dead for very long. I don't really know. She waves a hand, like, at your face, and it, like, passes through you. Yeah, I don't know how to, like, touch stuff or go places, I don't think. Was anyone else at the skate park with you? Did anyone see this? I didn't, um, I saw the animals. And then I just got a glimpse of something else, something that was wearing them, something metal. But then there was something else, too, something something wearing them. Somewhere in the moments between when I was there and when I was where whatever I am now, I was connected with them. I could, could hear them screaming from in there. I don't know what they were, but they're from somewhere beyond even where I am now. And then, so after she says that, she, she makes a face like a thought just occurred to her or she just noticed something and she says, oh, and then she's gone. And the temperature of the room returns to normal. Well, I look around to see if, like, to make sure she's actually gone. And then I just, like, sit back on my bed. The moment you sit back down on your bed, uh, your phone starts to ring. And the caller ID reads Zeke Lynn. All right. Uh, Angela Atticus Jr., are you staying the night in the hospital? Thought maybe that I should, but I'm going home. I'm still looped up, going home. Drugs are a little bit wearing out. Okay, so you're at home. It's that night. You're, I imagine, feeling sore, groggy. A little drugged up. A little drugged up still. You hear something outside of your window again. Except this time, it's not a cat yowling. It is much quieter and subtler. It sounds like skateboard wheels very slowly crunching across the surface of the asphalt outside. Angela walks over kind of like drunkenly to the window and looks out. What she sees is Saber Muto standing on her skateboard, utterly motionless, staring up at your window and just sort of slowly rolling past your house. I open the window. Okay. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so Angela decides to to run after Saber. Uh, Angela has house slippers on and a robe. She's bandaged up as fuck, and she runs outside after Saber. Sure. So uh, you run outside, and um, as you're running towards Saber, she hasn't made it very far. She's going very slowly. She doesn't like kick with her feet or anything. She's just sort of standing on a skateboard and moving. As soon as you hit the the street and see her, she stops. And she steps off of her skateboard and she turns to face you. And for a a long moment, she doesn't say anything. And then her body starts to change. Her arms kind of extend out to unnatural length. And you see like gaps in her flesh where robotic telescoping arms underneath it are sort of like separating out and extending her limbs farther than they should go. Similarly, her eyes 
pop out of her head and extend out on like metallic robotic stalks. And her legs sort of telescope out underneath her and she starts charging towards you with an unnatural extended gait. And you hear a voice that's not her voice start calling out to you. It doesn't sound like a human voice at all. In fact, her mouth isn't moving as the sound comes towards you. It's It sounds like, like a chorus of both robotic and also ghostly and unnatural voices. And they're crying out to you. We might have found flesh, but the flesh is grown cold. We need the warmth of new flesh. We need your flesh. And then they attack you. What do you do? I see the skateboard rolling back from Saber, and I want to hit them with the skateboard because I'm also very out of it. Angela kind of thinks it's like a dream and what the fuck, you're attacking me, so I'm gonna come at you because I don't have my taser or my, um, any weapons on me. Okay, you in a drug-fueled moment of confusion and heroism, grab the skateboard and fucking clock her good. You snap this deck right in half on this thing's grill and you see one of those robots, the one that is now like holding her eyeballs out on these extended metallic stalks. I think you just knocked that sucker clean out of her head. Okay. And you see what was the remnants of Saber's head just sort of like deflate and now hanging limp off of her body. I think she manages to kind of catch you with one of her arms, one of her like sort of fleshy human arms and a glancing blow. So you are going to take one more harm, but now she's without the robot in her head. It seems like she's sort of like disoriented and scrambling. You see like her arms and legs telescoping in and out and you see like a writhing and moving underneath her flesh as seemingly these things like try to rearrange themselves. And then finally you see one start to crawl back and take back over her head. And she seems to start to like regain her composure and come towards you again. Let's cut to Zeke Lynn. Zeke, what are you doing this evening? I'm playing Rocket League with the boys. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, with Tim and Carlos? Yeah. What are all of your Xbox Live handles? Mad nope. Scientist 69. His, his, <laughs> handle, his handle is Pretty Fly for a Science Guy 69420. Mm. Oh, that's a long one. That is long. Okay, it's just Pretty Fly for a Science Guy, and each letter is capitalized. Okay. And the S in science is a dollar sign. Fuck yeah, dude. What's make- what are Tim and Carlos's? Tim's is Beluga Joe and Carlos's is Rumble Star <laughs> 420. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. I think I think none of them have ever smoked weed. Yeah, yeah no, correct. obviously not. <laughs> what are we doing? What's happening? I forgot. I You're playing hunch. Rocket League? Yeah, yeah I'm playing okay. Rocket League and I have a hunch. Okay. So so it's important for me to pin down the nature of your hunches. Okay. Is this just like your science brain is working in the background and you like put things together and realize them well, in your subconscious mind and then all of a sudden you realize it? Yeah, I like that. It's like uh, it's like that episode of House. Uh, it's in the arc where House is hallucinating Wilson's dead girlfriend. And uh, they demonstrate in one episode he's like talking to her the whole time. And... She, yes, what you said. Yeah, my brain's working in the background and I'm putting things together without realizing it. 
Well, you're already working on like the robotic thing that I gave you too. Mm-hmm. So it's like all this fucking chaos. I mean, it seems like very slow to Yeah, us, I'm trying but... to drown it all out with Rocket League, but uh, it's it's all that's on my mind, really. Well, no, it's that thing where like you once you stop focusing on something, and let your subconscious mind work on it. That's when uh, epiphanies happen. Yeah. So let's instead of hunch, let's call it epiphany. Okay, great, love that. Okay, so what epiphany have you had? So my epiphany is. I think, is it okay to say that I put together like what Sophia told me about it lacking a power source and the fact that it was inside a thing and like it was trying to get inside Angela? Yeah, I mean, you did put that together, so. (laughs) Great. Yeah, I think I just realized like, oh, like that thing was trying to get inside her. I think it might come back and I'm going to head over to Angela's house just to check up and see what's up. Okay, so... You are you just walking? You still don't have a hoverboard, right? So you just ran there. Correct. Yeah. Uh huh. So I think you're coming from behind, and you see what looks like Saber Muto, except extended and horrifically reformed, like somebody didn't hold down shift while they were resizing her image in Photoshop. (laughs) (laughs) So you run up just in time to see Angela in her pajamas with her seaweed face mask on bash what was Saber in the head with her skateboard. Oh! And then you see one of these little squiddy robots flying directly towards you, and then it hits you and starts trying to burrow into your flesh. Oh, son of a bitch. Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, um, shit. Zeke hits a, uh, like a a a button, like, right here. (laughs) Um, on the sleeve of his lab coat. Uh, sure. And my, he, wait, uh, nope, no, no. Your lab coat fuck. is sleeveless. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he presses, I'm sorry, I'll take that back. Uh, Zeke uh, in the chaos presses a button on his uh, science watch. Sure. Mm-hmm. Capital S, capital W, TM. Uh-huh. And uh, my autonomous drone extension of Sophia shoots out of my backpack. Uh-huh. You tell me what you're trying to do, and then we'll roll. I am trying to uh, launch the autonomous drone so it can grab the robot off of me with a grappling hook and carry it high into the sky. Six. What? Oh, wait, six? That's it? Six total? Six total. Oh, buddy. Okay. Great. (laughs) We're doing good. James dies in the first episode. (laughs) Give me a sec, bud. That that's bad. <laughs> Here's what happens. You launch your drone, and how do you control this thing? Like you you said you wanted to grab the thing off your face and then carry it away. How do you communicate that to the drone? Sophia, get this thing off me. When you say that with this drone over your face, kind of stabbing into you, which go ahead and take two harm for that, because this thing is stabbing into you as it's doing this. Sophia can't really hear your directives because your, your your voice is muffled. And she hears Sophia get off me and the drone just flies away. What? Oh, God damn. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going to try my other weapon, mm-hmm. which I didn't want to use first, which is my lightning gun. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go back to Angela. What are you doing right now? Me? Um, so I'm watching this all and I'm freaking out. Um, no, it, 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 no, no, 
Sophia! I'm running towards, um, so I have like a key, a keypad for my Mustang. Oh, fuck. My Mustang is, it's a total. Your Mustang is definitely not with you. Motherfucker. So a keypad for my garage. So I'm going in and I have my golf clubs in there. So I'm grabbing my golf clubs. So you are running away. I'm running away, but I'm going into my garage. It's literally like super close to the scene. So I'm grabbing my golf clubs and I'm running out. Like, what is that? A, is that a golf club? I mean, that's all like a kid. Don't do not, please do not swing a golf club at my head. Uh, do you want me to just tear it off your face? I don't know. Give me a second. Uh, okay, I'm I'm gonna reach for my lightning gun. It is. Give it to it, me. So I, I fumble around in my uh, in the inside of my lab coat and I toss her the lightning gun and I say, aim right at the center of it and shoot it with this. <laughs> okay. And I aim and I shoot and roll to <laughs> kick some ass. Shit. <laughs> You're tough as one. So you got a six, which oh, is a God. failure. <laughs> you shoot the lightning gun and miss completely. You blast lightning off into the woods somewhere and you hear maybe a tree catch on fire. Okay. And then you feel something hit you hard from behind as the rest of Saber that you have been ignoring comes at you full on, having sort of like it was rearranging itself last we saw it as the robots were sort of trying trying to take control of the flesh again. They've got control now and they just bash you Captain Kirk style with two hands right in the back and you take two harm. Zeke, you see uh, as much as you can see like through this robot that's on your face trying to crawl inside of your body. Angela, take your gun, shoot it nowhere near you, and then (laughs) get utterly demolished by uh, what was once Saber Muto. And she goes down. Angela, you are unconscious. It's fair to say this thing on my face is a complicated gadget, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I... uh... My goal is to, like, analyze this thing and figure out just, you know, what I can rip out of it to make it stop functioning. Okay. You, now, as we said before, this thing didn't really have any, like, welds or seams or anything on it that you could see. So you tell me what you do to it, to disable it. Okay. I identify that it's, because you said its limbs are telescoping. Yeah. So it must have... The limbs must be segmented in some kind of way. Uh, so I spot the weakest point. I identify which of the 12 legs. So I'm going to say I can grip like two in each hand. Mm-hmm. I identify which four legs are most like structurally integral to its grip on me. And I find the weakest bit of like the weakest link in the telescoping chain. And I just snap mm-hmm. them off. Sure. Yeah. So you rip out the two legs kind of closest to the center of uh, of the robot and pull them out along with you feel something inside of it give as you do it. And you sort of pull out a bunch of circuitry along with it. And you think maybe like this thing got softened up a little bit by the skateboard blow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some stuff got knocked loose in there. Right. But sparks fly out of it and it drops off of your face. Oh, boy. But um, but now the rest of Saber Muto has, uh, having knocked out Angela, is now on top of Angela. And you see oh. robot limbs kind of coming out of it and sort of grabbing onto her. 
it wraps Saber's arms around Angela and sort of extends more of those legs out from her like human flesh legs and scurries off into the forest with Angela in tow. With, Fuck. Well, uh, oh, shit. See Daisy, I guess I have to get my hearing checked. Anyway, don't turn that dial just yet. There is still a little bit more episode coming up. But first I just have to read you this list of names. And those names are Penny White, who was voiced by Bess Lawson. Another name is Zeklin, voiced by James Chedlar. James also did the foley for this episode, as well as writing and performing all of the music. Why, James Chedlar? A name with a lot of ease, and it is Angela Atticus Jr., who was voiced by Megan Stressman. Actually, those names have the same amount of ease in them. Who the fuck it? Philip Stressman was the Game Master, as well as voicing all of the other names in this episode, who shall all remain nameless. Our wonderful introduction was performed by Ethan Waldron, and additional sounds were provided by Zapsplat.com. Alright, I'm all out of names. Stick around for this episode's fluent conclusion. Okay. Sophia, uh... Uh, and you can talk to Sophia, what, just like on your watch or something? Yeah. Sophia. Ahoy, ahoy. I need you to make a phone call. Sure thing, Zeke. Whom would you like me to telephone? I need you to call Penny White. Okie dokie. Placing call now. Creep by Radiohead is also my ringtone, and my phone <laughs> rings. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Penny, uh, it's Zeke. Oh, um, uh, hi? Hey, I didn't wake you up, did I? Never. Great, that's what I thought. <laughs> um, so, I don't know why I thought to call you, really. I just, you remember a few months ago when... Weird shit was happening, you know, like we don't really talk about it, but like the weird shit was happening to you and like you came to me for help. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. S- some weird shit is happening to me and I need your help. 